Hello, and today we have with us Dr. Audra Hanners. She is a author, entrepreneur, and speaker. I had the great pleasure of meeting Audra at a virtual conference hosted by The Ohio State University, and we connected immediately, and I'm just glad that she agreed to be my very first interview here on I've Been Thinking Kim's Coaching, and she is going to share some of her wisdom with us today and lessons learned along her journey. So Audra, would you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thank you, Kim, so much for having me on your podcast. I've been so excited um, for this interview because I really like what you're doing and the direction you're heading in. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, I have my doctorate in nursing practice. I am a family nurse practitioner, as well as I'm finishing up my licensing as a psychiatric um, nurse practitioner. Um, I take a very holistic approach to care and I like to really engage the people I serve in their own health and helping them get well, live well, and stay well. And I believe that's just the vision God's given me for my nursing practice as I continue to explore the opportunities that come before me to not only uh, work in the capacity as an entrepreneur, but also in speaking and writing. Awesome. Awesome. So it was interesting. Like when I heard you speak at the conference, we just had this instant connection and I knew I had to have you on the podcast. So I also went ahead and bought your book, um, Nursepreneur. And I instantly, again, got further confirmation that I needed to have you on here to speak. So why don't you share with us what led to the birth of your book, Nursepreneur, because for me, when I opened it up and read the first couple of pages, I was like, it was just breathtaking. Yeah, sure. So I also um, came having, remembering you reaching out to me after uh, the conference and after speaking, really um, learned more about you and enjoyed, I just, just hearing about you, and I, I agree with that connection. Um, for me, kind of what led to the book is that I felt like the Lord was bringing me to a place in my life that it was time for me to share my story um, with other people in the hopes that it lets people see that, you know, it's our minds that keep us small. Um, there's nothing out there that can stop us or hinder us from doing the things we want to do. It's just we have to change our mindset and our perception. Um, and a very real example is as I share my story of how I was diagnosed with bipolar um, disorder. And based on that history, it was almost 100% guaranteed is what I was being told that always be on medications, you'd always probably be in and out of hospitalizations. Um, but that I refused to accept that as my truth. And again, as I, you know, sought the Lord about these things, and as I worked on myself as well, as I worked on engaging in my health, um, I am happy to say that I haven't been on medications for about a decade, and that that reality is not uh, my truth. And when I started to realize that that was something I, it, it took about that 10 years to get to a place where I felt like that was something I could share. And it, 
in thinking about that, it's like everyone, I feel everyone goes through experiences and life circumstances and it becomes like a defining point. And what I call that in my book is um, really that discovery of a passion point. And so what I ended up discovering is that I'm very passionate about helping people engage in their own health and not accepting another person's, whether it's professional opinion or whomever's as the truth for their life and to seek out that healthy life with them, um, lifestyle. So that's kind of what led to the book and really to encourage um, people that, you know, if you have dreams of being an entrepreneur, you see things that make you upset, but you have the capacity and you, you know, just like anything, you can learn anything. You have the ability to create solutions and answers to these problems. And so, you know, I thank God for bringing me to the place I'm at um, to be able to share that journey. So I hear you talk about your faith and your professional life, you know, as you give that sharing of experience. And I know maybe some of our listeners struggle with being authentic in their professional spaces um, from all faiths and walks of life, or even um, those who don't practice a faith. Um, How do you have the courage to openly express that personal journey in your professional life? Sure, that's actually a really good question. And for a while, that was difficult for me. But then, um, you know, the more time I spent, you know, with the Lord or in reading the word, it was like, you know what? For some people, my life might be the only testimony about the goodness of God that people see. And for me to try to hide that under a bush or blend in like I, I, we weren't, I wasn't designed to blend in with other people. And when I look back on my life, how it's been such a non-traditional path in nursing, I just sit here and I'm amazed at all that the Lord done. And I can't help but say, because I know it wasn't me by myself, but I can't help but say, you know, this is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in my sight. So, you know, it's not the whole, let me browbeat people and let me just condemn them. Absolutely not. It's just me living a life and an example. And as you've noticed too, like we connect, like then people I feel like are drawn to me and I'm drawn to other people that share that same belief and that same faith and we build each other up. And for those who don't know or who practice a different faith, you know, when they come and talk to me, we can have real conversations and still be respectful of each other's opinions and beliefs. So, yeah, it just kind of just took me to a place where it's like, I can't take credit for all this. Like, right. there's no way. Okay. So, and, you know, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but do I hear you saying that you are able to be you and allow people to be themselves as well? And you don't have to, in a way, dim your light in order to let other people shine? Absolutely. That is so right. Um, because I think it was Marianne Williamson in one of her books, she had said that, you know, it's not our greatest fears, not that we're inadequate, but that we're just amazing beyond belief. And by letting our light shine, we unconsciously let others light shine as well. 
Um, so yes, I would say that that's what that is. And again, it's always being open and respectful in having that whole character of, you know, I'm a safe, comfortable space for anybody to come into and to engage with me. There is no judgment. And that's really where a lot of um, us as individuals and organizations, we're on that journey or we profess to be with our diversity and inclusion initiatives. And if we continue to ask people to be silent about their authentic selves, it makes you wonder, are we really allowing them to be diverse and inclusive? Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's a good, it's a question we have to ask ourselves. If you can't be who you are, then do those two things line up? Um, yeah. Hmm. So your book, Nursepreneur, I was intrigued and you called me out up in, in the first couple of pages, but I liked that accountability. <laughs> I mean, not the first couple of pages, but you know, you got me really deep into it. Then you had me kind of sign a contract and not really a contract, but you know, that accountability piece where you, you call a person up to commit. And that is a huge part of development. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. But there was one thing that you said about it. And I think it speaks to this authentic living piece. You said congruence in everything. Um, I just wrote that note down. Um, how have you been able to develop congruence in everything? Or are you still striving? Yes. Uh, again, another great question, Kim. And really what happens is, uh, I think that's something also that I had learned when my health had really deteriorated is like, I wasn't congruent um, with the things that I would, I believed or that I would do. And it's, it was that, it was that additional stress that really started to affect me. And so in far as congruence, it's like, that is something I've absolutely started to put as a priority. So there's always many, many good things out there to do. There's always, you know, people who need help or organizations that are looking for volunteers. But when I clarified my vision, what is my vision? What is my purpose? When that happened, it started to become, life started to become very easy because now every choice and decision I made had to funnel through that vision. Is this choice gonna take me closer to that vision uh, of helping people get well, live well, and stay well? Which I, again, you break down even into smaller, more detailed goals of what that looks like. And again, that's through my business. And so now if these decisions are helping me achieve that vision, absolutely, that's a yes. However, hey, there might be this good thing that's happening, a good volunteer opportunity, but it's not quite taking me towards my vision or it's not something within my capacity to do right now. I don't overload myself. I don't overload my plate. It's okay to set that on the shelf and maybe revisit it at another time. So when, again, clarifying that vision happens, that's when the congruency is, be, is, is able to happen as well. And I feel like that is a place that I continue to work on. I feel like I'm right now where I'm at with the things I'm doing, I would say 90% congruent. 
That's awesome. <laughs> yep, streamline that last 10%. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. I mean, I can relate so much to that. Um, yeah, you was it what they always say? What work smarter, not harder? <laughs> exactly, and that's what I started to learn. Like I'm able to use one thing for kill one bird, you know, three birds with one stone. Knocking yeah. out three different things by picking the right one thing I should be doing rather than the three or four good things um, that I should that I do. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting how we think we could just be great at every single, like a jack of all mm. trades, master of none yeah. type of mentality. It kind of just slows you down. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. Kim. And, yeah. you know, it's, and sometimes we have to just get out of glorifying busyness. Mm. But great, good for me, pat myself on the back. I'm at the soup kitchen five days a week. And then I'm over here at this you know, volunteering organization and then over here. And it's like, but where's that that impact or that influence that you're having by narrowing down that vision, that mission to where now you are absolutely changing lives every time that you engage in what you're you're doing. Yeah. Nobody's epitaph wants to read. Um, she had a full calendar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh man. Um, so your book is called Nurse for Nora, which you know kind of lends itself to meaning it's for geared toward nurses. That's the target audience. So why do nurses make good entrepreneurs? Uh nurses make in my opinion the best entrepreneurs mm. because if you think about business what do they spend most of their money on they spend most of their billions of dollars on marketing they want to know what do people want what what kind of problems are they having and in nursing your patients tell you that every day you see them man this you know this isn't as good as it should be i wish this was this that or the other so then you start to see these patterns just in your your everyday practice of what the problem is and then based on that based on your passions or what you feel makes you angry because it's maybe an injustice or you feel like it could be done better that's now where you start to shape your solution to that problem because you already know the problem and now you're just crafting not just a good idea, but you're actually crafting a solution related to a real problem that you identify in your nursing practice. So great, great step there. Another thing, nursing has been the number one trusted profession for years. People trust nurses because nurses innately, their first desire is to help others. They're probably the first ones that have the compassion fatigue because we're extending ourselves so much to do so much for the patient in front of us. And sometimes, you know, and something I battled with too was thinking, well, you know, if I'm going to be an entrepreneur, people are going to think I'm just greedy and I'm out for their money. And then I have this problem doing, but actually it came to a realization of, again, that mindset changed that perception. How many more people could I help or nonprofits could I start if I was financially free or if I was mm. independent to have disposable income, how many more people could I actually reach and impactfully help versus that one person in front of me 
but then I took that entrepreneurial route. You create jobs with the entrepreneurial route. You can, again, have that disposable income to then give to organizations if you even want to, to help for certain causes and reasons. And so when that mindset shifted, it no longer became that fear of, oh, well, I don't want people to think I'm you know, mistreating them or trying to take advantage of them. It now became, you know what? If I just focus on helping people I found that people come and they look for me to say, Audra, how much is it for your health coaching? Audra, how much is it to work with? And so it then kind of flipped that script, but always remembering, just like we do in nursing, it is people. People are our product. Those are the first and it's foremost. I never want to use people to get money. I want to use money to help people. Mm, I like that. that kept straight, mm-hmm. When that's kept straight, it's it, everything falls into line because, you know, what I found now in entrepreneurship is like trust is the new currency in entrepreneurs. It is hard for people to find others that they trust. So Kim, take for example, if I were to suggest to you, hey, Kim, you should have so-and-so on your show. I mean, for the fact that you trust me, how many times do we just go out and go ahead and do or take that advice? You know, go check into nothing. We just say, oh, the person I trusted told me about this. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very, very valuable. Absolutely. Yes, that was excellent. I just, you, so what you just said, you just proved it true for me. Like I just learned so many things from you being a new entrepreneur myself. um, You just taught me so many things and reinforced so many of the values that I'm trying to learn and extend to others. So like you said, you just built that relationship with me. I'll extend that to others. Um, And that's how you grow those partnerships and collaborations. And then I can pour into others. And then that's where the growth and development comes and the business grows and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so um, building the relationships. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to hit that key word that you said, you know, your values, Kim, like don't ever, you know, and that's something I've learned is that, you know, I'll never sacrifice my values to, you know, try to manipulate or make money because it's in the end it's not worth it compromising Mm. so sticking to your values is absolutely foundational because then the type of people you want to work with the relationships you want to have are the ones that you start to attract so that's never something that has to be sacrificed yeah that is great advice and something that everyone should put in their pocket and put in their heart and lock it up and keep it in there and remember to exercise it daily. Um, And it segues nicely into our last few minutes here. I want to um, hear on the I've Been Thinking Kim's Coaching Show, we start our core values are to be present, be open, and to be intentional. And so, Audra, if you could share with us how how do you stay present, stay open, and stay intentional in your daily life? Wow, Kim, that's really good. Um, those are really good. Um, to stay present, I would say one thing that I do is I have one rest day a week, uh, every week. That's just a non-negotiable rest day. That helps me reset. That helps me relax. And that helps me just again, refocus. So it helps me 
stay on track with being present during the week because I have that temporary break that I can reset that one day. Um, how do I stay open? I stay open by having a very teachable attitude um, and always see myself as a learner. I don't fear acknowledging ignorance. Like if there's an area that I'm, I don't know about, I'm okay relying on other people's experiences and expertise to help guide me. So I don't try to pretend to know everything. Rather, I try to build those relationships to fill the knowledge gaps that I, that I don't have. Um, and then how do I stay intentional? I think that wraps back around to having that vision that's set before my eyes. Like I know what that vision is. It's always getting clearer. The goals that I set get clearer and more specific. And so therefore, when I do things or when I take up activities, I'm very intentional about accomplishing this vision and this purpose and plan that I believe the Lord's uh, laid in, in my life. Mm, very good. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting about the rest day too. That has been a central theme across so many platforms. Even just today, Ariana Huffington, one of her LinkedIn posts was share your practice for self-care Sunday, um, oh. especially during COVID and everything. People are very much putting out there and reminding thought leaders, executives, frontline, everybody to please, 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 please take care of yourself. Um, no matter how big or small the practice to make sure you do that. Today, I slept longer than usual. And the first words at my mouth to my husband were, why didn't you wake me up? And he just looked mm. at me and I said, "Never mind. Thank you for letting me sleep longer. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good for you. And, and he's like that. Yeah. Because he said you needed it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we got to take care of ourselves. Yes. So absolutely. One rest day a week, a teachable attitude and the vision. Take things on that that congruence again. Yeah, you're even congruent. Even your answers to my post question are congruent with everything you spoke about today. So yeah. Yeah. You can tell that you've been reflective about this throughout. So um, well, Dr. Audra Hanners, I thank you. You were definitely the right person to have as my initial guest here on I've Been Thinking. And um, I wouldn't be remiss if I let you um, get out of here without telling us where to buy your book and where to find you on any platform that you have available to us so that our listeners can link up with you in the future. Sure. And thank you again, Kim, for having me. I really enjoyed this. Um, again, I welcome anyone to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, also, you can purchase the book, Nursepreneur, at uh, Amazon.com. That's available. There's a digital copy as well as a paper copy. And again, the principles in the book are applicable widely to entrepreneurs. I do have a lens of nursing on it, but I still want to say that those steps could definitely help you to get started in that pathway. All right. It has been an honor and a pleasure. So thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to speaking to you again sometime soon.
Thank you so much, Kim. It's been great. Thank you. To schedule a session with Kim, visit www.kimregis.com where you can learn more about her. You can also book a free life coaching consultation. Find the link to her book, Meeting Just Fine, A Life-Changing Encounter, available on Amazon.com. View her TED Style Talk and download useful resources. Tune in next week for more I've Been Thinking, Kim's Coaching.